Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. Oh my lands, we are live again. Welcome to another episode. My name is Jay Connor, the Private Money Authority, and uh, we are just so excited to have you here on the show joining us today. Uh, wow, we're getting ready to launch our fifth year of the podcast. And um, if you've been watching and tuning in, you know I have just amazing guests join me, and today is no exception. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest and then I'm going to bring him on. First of all, he's a dear friend. We're in masterminds together, but over the years, he has been referred to as the king of lease options. And I know that personally, hands down. I mean, he's been practicing it. He's been doing it for decades. Well, he started his real estate company called Leasing to Buy back in 2003. And since then he has finished and closed out well over 800 lease options transactions himself. And that doesn't even include the hundreds and hundreds or maybe thousands of other deals that he's helped uh, students do in this area. So anyway, his company has refined the weighted lease option transactions and how they're structured. And check this out, over 98% of the buyers that buy these homes on lease option actually get permanent financing within 12 months. I mean, listen, I mean, listen, my friend, that is unheard of in this industry. In fact, well below less than 20% of people that buy on lease option, lease purchase, rent to own, whatever you want to call it. Um, very, very few of them ever actually own the house, but my guess has figured out the way to where he gets like almost all of them, to where they can actually be the owner of the property. In addition to that, 
my guest is absolutely the only educator in the United States to teach Texas lease options and the unique laws that, you know, applies out in Texas. In fact, real estate attorneys uh, have often uh, sought after my guest, referred to him for education, experience and expertise in this very, very you know, specific field. Well, he teaches investors how to make money utilizing lease options using no credit, no money, no risk, and with almost no competition while working exclusively on what we call pretty houses in pretty neighborhoods. My guest has been featured on NBC, Fox, and all the most popular real estate investing podcasts. And with that, I want to welcome to the show, my friend, John Jackson. Hello, John. Hey there, Jay Connor. Wow. I cannot believe it's taken me 19 years to get on real estate investing with Jay Connor, the private money authority. I've been looking forward to this, um, to this day for so long that you'd think I would have dressed up a little bit nicer for you, but, uh, nevertheless, here well, hey, we look, are. John, you know, when you're such a, when you're such a handsome guy as you are, you don't need to dress up, right? <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. We must have a bad signal here. The very first part of that was breaking up. Could you repeat that, Jay? It was yeah, breaking. I'm sorry you missed that, John. I'm sorry you missed that. So anyway, well, um, we're going to talk, we're going, we're going to dig deep in here into this lease option thing. But first of all, share with uh, the audience your story as to how you got into real estate. Yeah, well, um, actually, so I got in real estate. I'd been day trading, uh, stock trading and day trading for a couple of years and wanted to get into real estate. Uh, but as I looked at real estate, this is back in 02, I guess, I first looked at rentals. Well, okay, I guess I'll buy a rental, fix it up and rent it out. I had a friend that had a couple of rentals um, and he was making, he was only making like $150 a month, I think, on those rentals. And I thought, well, that seems like a lot of risk and a lot of work for $150. So that just didn't, didn't whet my appetite. But I kept reading about uh, lease options. Every now and then I would read a blurb about lease options. Well, I understood options because I've been trading lease. I've been trading options on the option market for a couple of years. So I dove into lease options uh, and really whatever information I could find, I, I read and I dove into it. And that is where leasing to buy started in 2003 uh, with lease options, where we help sellers that can't sell, buyers that can't buy. We bring that together uh, as, a, as a lease option. So did my first house within, uh, I think within about three months after starting my company, had really had no clue what I was doing, but that's okay. Uh, found this house driving for dollars and it had a for sale by owner sign in it. So I called him up and said, hey, would you want to, would you uh, consider a, a lease purchase on it? And they said, yeah, sure. So I put my ugly sign in the yard and within three weeks, I had $3,500 uh, in cash from that deal. And it was a matter of fact, Jay, it was so easy to do that first deal. I felt guilty because I thought I must be doing something shady because this was way too easy, uh, which you don't hear that a lot. Normally hear people, you know, uh, you know, uh, lighting cigars and throwing fireworks in there or whatever after their first deal. Mine was so easy. I felt guilty. Um, but then I did my second deal and third deal and it just kind of grew and grew uh, from there. Then in 05, I became the only guy really doing an, uh, lease options in Texas. And then 06 started uh, teaching lease options in Texas. Uh, started teaching attorneys uh, what I was doing, my contracts, everything. And it just grew from there. 
And uh, then in 2010, really started doing small of small uh, uh, training sessions with people, teaching people more and more. Um, and this has just grown and grown. And so here we are, uh, having trained, gosh, I don't know, who knows how many uh, hundreds of people and uh, even some of the educators that you know, I've trained as well, educators and top level uh, investors. I've trained lease options, specifically my model for lease options. Uh, and so it's just blown up over uh, 19 years. So that's what we do. and uh, But we work with pretty houses. And I always point that out. We work with pretty houses, pretty people and pretty areas. So these are not ugly, nasty houses full of cat urine and hoarding and all that garbage. I just found that I don't like wholesaling. That's just not my thing. And for anybody wanting to get into real estate, you've got to find what is your thing and what is not your thing. And so sometimes, Jay, in life, to determine what you want in life, it's easier to start to say, what do you not want? For me, I didn't want to have to walk through nasty, filthy houses, uh, estimate repairs, make an offer, and hope that you know, uh, you know, know, that there weren't 100 other investors making offers higher than mine. So I just didn't like wholesaling. That's where, I, again, where I kind of stay in my lane and, and do lease options. So that's, uh, yeah. that's kind of my story there, Jay. Yeah, well, let's unpack the definition of lease option. So what is a lease option? So lease options, a lease option is sometimes called a rent to own, but a lease option is essentially this. It's a, it's a lease with a separate option to purchase that allows the buyer to lease the property for a set amount of time. And then they have the option to buy the house before that lease or the option expires. So think of leasing a car, a BMW, a Cadillac. If anybody listening or watching this has ever leased a car, uh, a Cadillac, BMW, it doesn't matter. You actually had a lease option on that BMW or Cadillac or whatever. We do the same thing, except instead of a Cadillac, it's a house. So uh, that's what we do is it's a lease option. And now um, we actually assign our contracts. We're flipping the lease option to the end buyer. Uh, some people call it wholesaling the lease option, but same thing. It's it's a lease option, rent to own. Same thing like uh, leasing a car. You have the option to buy it, but we just do it with the house. Real quick, y'all, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask I can ever ask of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more real estate investors make more money, feed their families, and have the private money they need to fund their deals. And the only way we can do that is if I ask you to rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. The part you just talked about was how you are selling to someone on the lease option program. Now let's go back to acquiring these properties that you're, that you're getting. So are you buying these houses and selling them on rent to own? Are you controlling them? How are you getting control of the houses that you then offer on rent to own? Absolutely. Well, we do different things. We different, do different strategies. What we're, what our uh, tip of the spear is, if you will, Jay, with most sellers is what's called a lease option assignment or a lease option flip. So uh, 
again, what we're doing is we're not making payments on a house. We're not buying it. Uh, we're simply putting a contract together to lease option that house between that seller and our company. But then the, but then we have the right to assign that contract to the end buyer. So think of wholesaling a house where you're locking it up with a contract, then you're assigning it to a cash buyer. In our case, we're assigning it to the end buyer who's going to be living in the house, who's going to be getting financed. So we just simply put that contract together with the owner. We then market that property uh, to the end buyer who's going to be moving in, living in it and uh, getting financed. What are the advantage to the real estate investor uh, you, to use this strategy? To the investor, this, the, uh, the advantages are, think about how many leads that, that you're generating every week that you're paying for, whether you're doing pay-per-click, direct mail, cold calling, whatever the case may be. And when you're doing that marketing, these leads come in, those leads really fit into different buckets. Those leads fit into a wholesale bucket, subject to bucket, right? Uh, foreclosure or you know, short sale bucket. Then there's the lease option bucket. What you're going to find is that a lot of your leads that people generate don't fit into the wholesale uh, or terms type of bucket where you're going to be able to get it at 60 cents in the dollar or whatever. So what, is, what most people do, most investors, they take those leads that don't fit into that bucket and they go, well, I can't do anything with it. And they throw it away. Those leads are money. You paid for those leads. That seller wanted to do something. It just didn't fit into your little box of 60 cents on the dollar, right? With For the investor, what the lease options allow you to do or allow them to do is say, hey, look, I know your house is moving ready and I see it's, I see it's uh, in great shape. You want full price? Great. Let's do it. Let's do a lease option. Let's do a short-term lease option on it. So it allows them to convert a huge portion of those leads that they're just throwing away. So uh, let's make sure that I understand exactly what you just said. So you're, so you got two sides of the transaction. You're talking, you're, you're, you're negotiating with the seller of a property, but you're not going to buy it. You're not going to buy the house. You are going to actually get it under contract in the form of a lease option, right? So uh, you're going to negotiate a price, an option price, um, the lease, you're going to lease from the seller, and then you're going to find a rent to own buyer for that property. And you're going to assign your lease option contract that you have with the seller to the end buyer. And you're going to make money by an assignment fee from the buyer that's going to move into the house. Did I get that right? You just got it right. You just, you just nailed it. So, so one of the great things about what we do is let's, let's focus on the seller side for a moment. So the seller, the type of seller we work with, Jay, um, they're not in a desperate mode, right? With real estate, there's different levels of desperation. They're simply looking for plan B. Maybe they've tried to do for sale by owner and it hadn't sold yet. Well, when it doesn't sell, they go to plan B, which in their minds may be to rent it out, which they didn't want to do, or to list it and pay 6%, you know, MLS hope for the best, which they didn't want to do. What they don't know is that a lease option is really plan B, but nobody, nobody even told them about it. So what we're doing, Jay, is we're targeting for sell by owner 
for rent by owner, uh, even MLS houses on the MLS that are over 30 days, 60 days. Boom. We love them. Why? Because the longer a house sits on the market, the more the, the sellers open to a plan B. So they want plan A. We simply come along and say, hey, I know you want plan A. That's great. We got plan B. And here's what it is. It's a full price lease option and you're going to cash flow each month. So we're not negotiating with that seller. If that seller has the house at 400,000 and we do a quick look and go, yep, it's worth about 400. Then let's put, let's put it together. Uh, we'll put that lease option together at a little over 400, right? So they're going to get pretty darn close to uh, full price. When you go to market that, that lease option contract, that end buyer then uh, uh, pays us our assignment fee and moves into the property. They're making payments every month to uh, the owner, but then they work to get financed within the next 12 months. But again, going back to the seller here, there's no negotiating. We're not haggling. We're not beating them down. And here's the thing, Jay, and this is really important for everybody to understand. There's almost no competition. Even with people like, like Joe McCall and Gavin Timms out there coaching and teaching lease options, uh, people like me out there, there's still almost no competition. Where with wholesaling, oh my god, oh my gosh, or as you would say, oh my lands, everybody is a wholesaler. Everybody's a competition. With this, there's really no competition. Got it. So you got a seller, they want to sell their house. So the lease option strategy, your lease option strategy is a way for the seller to get their price. Yes. Right. So why would a seller be willing to quote unquote, sell their house? They're not going to be able to be cashing it out right away. Why would they be willing to sell their home and give you a lease option contract? Because they need a plan B. So here's the thing. I like, I like analogies, Jay, and I'm from Texas. So I like uh, analogies and I like Mexican food. So here's the analogy, Jay. The seller wants enchiladas, right? For sale by owner, they stick the sign in the yard. For sale by owner, they go, I'm going to get full price for this sucker because it's a seller's market. They want enchiladas. They want rice. They want beans. They want beef enchiladas. And they're going to get it, by God. So they put their sign in the yard. They're waiting for enchiladas. And they're waiting and waiting. And two weeks go by. There's no enchiladas. Three weeks go by. Four weeks go by. They're looking around. There's no enchiladas coming. They're getting hungrier. Why? Because now the wife is inside starting to pack up the boxes because they got to move to Tennessee or to wherever in a couple weeks. And there's no enchiladas coming. So I simply say, hey, listen, I know you want enchiladas. I've got fajitas. I got rice, beans, I got beef fajitas, chicken fajitas. You know, there you go. Now they may say, no, no, no. I'm going to wait on the enchiladas. I'm standing, I'm standing on my ground. But in a week or two weeks and the enchiladas still on coming, they will call me back and say, hey, tell me about those fajitas. Right? And then whenever, they, whenever a seller says, hey, uh, they see the fajitas, what I do one of the main questions the seller asks, Jay, one of the top questions is, how fast can you find somebody? What are they saying, Jay? When a, seller asks, when a seller asks me, how fast can you find somebody? They're asking me, how fast can you bring the fajitas? They're mm -hmm. needing a plan B. Because otherwise, right. they're gonna, they got to move on with their life. They got to move or the house is already vacant. Something's going on or you know, something's got to happen here. Right. Why would a seller, well, let me ask you this, Jay. 
Let me ask you this, Jay. If a seller has their house for sale, I don't care if it's for sale by owner or on the market MLS, and they end up renting it out, why would a seller do that, Jay? They Well, they need income. Ah, boom, baby. Mic drop. This stops the bleeding. But this also gets somebody in the house that's going to take care of the repairs, going to get a home warranty, everything's taken care of. And this is not a deadbeat renter. This is somebody in the, that wants to buy the house. They have they have skin in the game to the tune of 18, 20, 25,000 or more to get financed. Right. So when you are negotiating with a seller and you're offering the fajitas instead of the enchilada, you're offering the lease option strategy instead of cash out and getting the cash. What are the benefits that you point out to the seller as to why they might want to consider this plan B? Yep. So, the, so some of the benefits are <clears throat> full price, no commission, no haggling. It's short term. It's a 12 month lease option. I don't do long lease options. So it's 12 months, which means they see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, these are people that are going to get a home warranty on the property. All the repairs. That's, that's the buyers. The buyers, the buyers are going yeah, to get the home warranty. Uh, there's cash flow and they're going to get, uh, and again, they're going to be cashed out within 12 months. So there's a lot of benefits there. And so, so it, price, you, you can get your price. You can get your price. You just got to wait to get your mortgage paid off for a year. Right. Right. But you're cash flowing each month and you may be cash flowing three, $400 a month. You know, well, that's, you know, over a course of a year, that's $4,800 more, you know, than. So that's rate. another benefit to the seller is that they be having uh, more money coming in than their underlying mortgage. So to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Our, our seller, almost all of our sellers cash flow at least a few hundred dollars a month. The only time they that's don't. A, that's, is, a, that's another benefit. Yep. That's another benefit. So, so I'm, I'm very intrigued by this and I know others are as well. You have a phenomenal track record of actually helping and assisting your lease option buyers um, that are buying these houses to get them permanent financing. I mean, a crazy 98% as opposed to, you know, the industry average, you say it's less than 20%. Yeah. I say it's less than 10 or 5%. Um, so how do you achieve for your buyers of these lease option houses, such a phenomenal success rate of getting, um, you know, a permanent financing? Yeah. So great question, Jay. So I didn't used to have that good of a track record because I didn't know what I was doing in 2003. Right. I thought everybody was inherently good and I could, you know, any house was going to work as I did this for a year and two years and three years and four years and was making mistakes and uh, eventually would have some, you know, at some point we'd have to evict some people or whatever. What I found, one of the, the, the common denominator to my issues that I had were, um, were, uh, were not just the people I was letting in the house. That was definitely one, but it started with the product that I was bringing to market. It started with the house. And I realized, you know what? If I don't work with a crappy house, I'm not going to get as many crappy people, if that makes sense. So when you start, I started raising the bar of the type of quality of house that I'd work with. So now I pretty, it depends on the area, but for the most part, I really don't work with houses less than a quarter of a million dollars. Um, 
And that depends on the area, of course. Uh, but I work with a nice house, not some lean-to or you know piece of junk. Um, that's really more for seller finance. So with a lease option, I work with a higher quality house that attracts a higher quality buyer. Then when those buyers apply with us, I go through and look at tri-merge mortgage report. I'm looking at debt to income. I'm looking at what's on the report. I'm looking at how financeable are they? How close are they to finance? So it's a beautiful home attracting a beautiful buyer. And we're very picky about the people that we get in. So I don't have a problem turning people down for the lease option. Just because they have the, the option fee, you know, the down payment, I don't care. That's great. That's kind of a requirement, right? But I want to make sure that they're going to be financeable. Then we have the lender in place to help them get financed as well. So she's working with them and tracking them, uh, et cetera. Matter of fact, right before we got on this call, I was uh, doing some correspondence and emailing between a buyer uh, we have down in Waco, Texas, who is ready for finance. And I put him in touch with the lender to get him ready to rock and roll. So it's a matter of uh, actually uh, caring for the seller, making sure you get you know the right property, making sure you get the right buyer and bringing that together. So you can't just, uh, you can't just, you know, uh, take any house and you can't just take any buyer. You've got to be, you've got to be picky. You have to have standards. Sure. So in this crazy market that we're in, where it is a seller's market, if you will, what's your favorite methods right now that's working for you to find these sellers that will sell to you on lease option? What's your favorite marketing methods? So there's a couple, Jay. Uh, I will look at for sell by owner and for rent by owners. Keep in mind a for rent by owner, guys, um, a true for rent by owner falls into one or two categories. They're, they're either an accidental landlord or they're an investor. Either way, I want to I talk to them. I can help them, right? Um, uh, an accidental landlord is somebody that used that rented the house out as plan B, and now they're now they're accidental landlord landlord. They didn't mean to be a landlord, but now they are. I can help them. So for sell by owner, for rent by owner, you can get these lists from, uh, there's different sources, Jay, like Scraping Solutions. You can go to My Plus Leads, uh, uh, get get these lists as well. And you can send them uh, text messages because they're already out there marketing their property. They are looking for calls. So for sell by owner, for rent by owner, uh, you can use My Plus Leads or Scraping Solutions. Uh, you can use Facebook Marketplace. That's free. You can just go to Facebook Marketplace and uh, you know and send messages through that to people that are selling their houses. One, one of my favorite methodologies, Jay, is something I've done for a long time and have kind of mastered, which is direct mail to houses on the MLS. Now I'm not an agent, um, uh, so I can do that because I'm not an agent, but I can send direct mail to listed houses that are aged, you know, over thirty, over sixty, over ninety, even. Because the longer they're on the the longer they're on the market, the more desperate they become. So I send direct, very specific direct mail pieces to these sellers. What would you say is your average assignment fee that you earn on a transaction? It's it's gone up over the years as prices go up, but right now it's about sixteen to eighteen thousand. Um, very nice. Yeah. So it, it varies. Yeah. And so it's like you're like you're you're and how long are you how long are you in the deal? I mean, like from start to finish, typically. It, so the time that we from the time we get a contract to the time that we assign it is ballpark is 45 days. Got you. How do you deal with getting the home shown to a potential buyer and you got the sellers still living in that home? Yeah. Um, 
We do it at midnight and surprise them. <laughs> no, it's that's super easy. So if the seller is in the house, which by the way, guys, this is the easy one of the easiest things you can do virtually is to, is to do lease options. But if, if the seller is in the house, that's great. I say, hey, listen, uh, uh, let the owner know, listen, we're going to be showing the property. But unlike an agent, uh, we're only going to be showing it maybe four or five times, if that, because one of the first people that see it, they're going to jump on it. Uh, so that's number one. Two, when we have people that are that we filtered through and call up and you're kind of pre-qualified, they want to see the house. I'm going to call you, Mr. Seller, and see what works for you to show the house because I want you here. Unlike an agent where they go, hey, I'm around the corner. Can you get out of the house? Right now, I'm like, no, I want you there. To help to, to show the property with me. Why? Because nobody knows more about that house than that seller. I don't know when this was replaced and that. I don't care. I'm there to talk lease options, baby. Here's their program. Here's how it works. Here's how the numbers work, Mr. Buyer. Boom. Do I have a question about the house? What? What do you know? Here's the seller. You know? Awesome. So so your your uh pre your preference is actually for the potential buyer to meet the seller. Absolutely. Yeah, gotcha. because then, because then, keep in mind this buyer is going to be living there for ten. You know, they're going to be working with the seller for ten or twelve months, making payments. I want them to meet, if at all possible, and build that relationship. That can actually help seal the deal for you as the investor when the buyer and seller meet each other and they realize the commonalities and they build that relationship. Now the seller wants this buyer to have it, right? And now, so, when the lease option, I'm sorry, go ahead. Anyway, so that, it just helps to have the have them meet for sure, right? So when the lease option or the rent to own buyer moves in the home, let's assume the seller has got a mortgage on it. Do most of these lease options sellers have mortgages? Most of them? Yep. Yep. So most of them have mortgages. So here's my question. When the lease option buyer moves into the house, do they send the monthly payments to the seller of the house? Or uh, so, and and so, so that renter or that lease option buyer is is relying on and trusting the seller of that house to keep the mortgage payments current that they're wanting to buy. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And and with where you're probably thinking or leading with that, I've never in 19 years I've never ever ever had an issue with a seller not making a payment. If um, well, there were a in 19 years, there's been a couple of, I don't remember specifically, but there was only a couple of sellers where I got the heebie-jeebies with them on the phone. I was like, oh, something's not right. And I, I kind of passed on that. Or I told them uh, that we needed to put um, uh, servicing in place, loan servicing, um, so that the buyer would make their payment to the Evergreen Note Servicing or whomever. And then Note no Green would pay the mortgage, escrow, and then pay the seller. There but you I, go. But I just, I just... Again, because the quality of people that we have, the seller doesn't want to screw up their credit. You know, again, these are nice. You know, these are, you know, uh, people that want to keep things on the up and up. Got you. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I know one thing that's important to you is beliefs and thoughts. Um, you know, I've learned over the years, uh, being a coach myself, that you know, I can teach somebody how to do the real estate business. But until they own that real estate that exists between their ears, it's going to be hard for them to be successful. So what can you, what can you share with me about 
successful beliefs and thoughts versus beliefs and thoughts that fail us. Yeah, I would, I would recommend uh, Jay, anybody uh, watching this, there, you know, we always talk about books, you know, some great books to read. Um, one book to read is uh, the 12 week, 12 week year. And, uh, and also atomic habits is a great book. Um, I want, but a 12 week year is phenomenal and it has a chart in it called the emotional cycle of change. That chart is so powerful that when I'm talking to my students and if I can tell on a zoom when I'm, you know, just not with it or whatever, I'll say, Hey, what's going on, Bob or whatever. And I've been known to pull up that chart and say, well, let's take a look here. Where are you in your emotional cycle of change? Uh, and, and that chart starts off with what I call irrational exuberance which is what they, what they refer to as uninformed optimism. Like, let's just say somebody buys my course. They go, oh my God, I bought John's course. Oh my God, this is going to be exciting. Lease options. And they buy the course. They're, they start off at the top with uninformed optimism. I'm going to have to do it backwards because of the camera. Uninformed optimism. And then they start watching the videos and all excited because, oh my God, this, this is easy, blah, blah, blah. And then they get to the point where it's like talking to sellers. And they go, oh, I didn't know I was going to, have to talk to sellers and now they're down. The optimism goes down. They're now at informed pessimism. And then they're like, uh, and then the, then the six words come up, you know, the six words that kill are, yeah, but what if, if only, yeah, but I don't like talking to sellers. What if the seller yells at me? If only I had more information and they go down to the Valley of despair and they're in the Valley of despair. And then they're on Facebook and they see, uh, somebody's whole, they see Pace Morby subject to sub two course come up. They go, Oh my God, sub two. And they go buy that course. Boom. Now they start right back at the top at uninformed optimism. Oh my God, Pace Morby. Yeah. And they get that. And then they go, Oh, I better have some reserves in place to make payments on this house. Oh, informed pessimism. And they, that cycle is what causes shiny object syndrome. So mm -hmm. you've got to push through that valley of despair and push and push and push. So you get to informed uh, optimism and then you go all the way to success. Um, and as, as you look at that chart, what's amazing, uh, Jay, that chart is from 1970s. Two psychiatrists put that together. And what's phenomenal about that chart, Jay, is it's so true no matter what level you are playing at. So, for example, I've got friends that uh, do multifamily. Uh, you know, we're getting into the multifamily space as well, but I've got friends that have done uh, you know, have got a, a couple thousand doors, multifamily, they've done some big deals before. But when they go into a, they stretch their comfort zone and now they're into a bigger deal, say a 40 or $50 million deal that they've got to raise 20 million for, and they've never raised 20 million. That's out of their comfort zone. And you can see when you're talking, when I'm talking to them, how they're going through that. Yeah, we got a big deal here. Oh, oh we got to raise 20 million. I've never raised 20 million before. And now they start going into the valley of despair, right? But of course, we, we push through those times because we've been in business for a while. But, but people understand where are you in the, in the, uh, in the emotional cycle uh, of change and understand the six words that kill the yeah, but what if, if only. Because those are the words that will stop you dead in your tracks. Yeah, but I don't know anything about private money. Yeah, but I don't like talking to people about money. What if What if I get sued? That's a big one. And what if I get sued, right? Uh, if only, 
If only I knew more people that had money. If only I was confident talking to people, whatever. These are the words that stop you in your track. So as soon as you hear these six words come up in your head, man, stop it right then and say, mm, I'm not putting up with that today and keep on moving, man. That's great, John. So John, how can my guest get in contact with you and continue the conversation and learn more about the lease option strategy? Yeah. So uh, I've actually got a, 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 a set up a link and a site for everybody. Uh, my uh, main website is leaseoptionclasses.com. I got a lot of information there and videos and stuff. However, because I love you, Jay. I love you, Jay. I've done this. We've got uh, an entire site set up, a special site set up where the people listening and watching can get a bunch of stuff for free, some downloads and documents and things that I use every day. There's a whole video training there, a bunch of stuff. It's called freeleaseoptiontraining.com, freeleaseoptiontraining.com. You can go there. You can uh, get a bunch of the downloads I use. You can watch, a, there's a whole hour and a half video there about the inner workings of lease options, how we do what we do and everything. So a bunch of free stuff there. So I would definitely go there, freeleaseoptiontraining.com. A lot of great stuff there, Jay. John, thank you so much for uh, offering my guest um, the amazing training that you have on lease options. And, um, you know, I really encourage the real estate investor to take a look at this strategy because as you said, when we started out the show, John, we already got leads coming in. Stop throwing the leads in the trash can that uh, John Jackson can show you how to save and still make a lot of money on those. John, thank you so much for joining me. Parting and final comments from you, my friend. Yeah, I, I guess I would say parting and final comments is uh, people always say, uh, you know, take action, don't give up. But that's the truth is, is that um, uh, take action, but make it smart action. Um, information and education will only take you so far. You've got to jump into and be, you've got to take intentional action surround yourself with people that operate at a higher frequency than you. And they, that will inevitably raise you to that level. It will bring you up. So be careful who you, who your, uh, your circle of friends are. Be careful uh, the thoughts you have and who you hang around, hang around people, intentionally immerse yourself with people in groups that operate at a higher level than you. It will bring you up uh, and, and uh, take a specific intentional action uh, education, information, that's great. Uh, reading books and all that stuff, but take action. Uh, even if it's the wrong action, just do it. Do it, do it, do it. Thank you, John. And again, uh, take advantage of John's uh, free training at www.freeleaseoptiontraining.com. Thank you, my friend, John. I look forward to seeing you in person very, very soon. And thank you for joining me here on the show. Thanks, Jay. It's always a pleasure. I always love being around you, Jay. Thank you so much. You got it. Well, there you have it, my friend. Another episode. I'm Jay Connor, the Private Money Authority, wishing you all the best. Here's to taking your business to the next level. And we'll see you right here on the next show.